Inside the Game of Politics with Pat McCrory is presented by Felix Savadas Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte, Charlotte's premier Mercedes-Benz dealer, and the Carolinas' number one volume sales leader. Over 300 new and 200 pre-owned vehicles always available. Visit mbcharlotte.com. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. One day they'll tell a story, and some will say it was just a fairy tale. Everything you said is true. Absolutely true. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. Always given, never taken. But you're having fun. I know you are. I'm having a good time with Bo Thompson. Somewhere between the right and the left, there's the middle. Four years as NC Governor. This is the best of America. God bless y'all. Behind the scenes conversations. You can't handle the truth. No talking points. Hey, Pat, it's Donald, and I just want to tell you to keep up the good work. We're proud of you. Perspective you won't find anywhere else. Don't put your stupid Denver Night WBT presents. It's time for a Carolina comeback. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Oh, yeah. I always go right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with 7% of our brains tied behind our backs just to make it fair. It's well, all about capacity and science and data. What a joke. <laughs> you know, I just realized yesterday how much the media is in the tank for the liberals. I mean, think about this. Governor Cooper says, I'm allowing 7% capacity in football games, which just happens to be before the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. the big Panther game. That's right. October 2nd, it would go into effect. October 4th, the Panthers are back. I wonder if Tepper made a donation to uh, <clears throat> to Cooper. Must not have been big enough. If it would have been a little bigger, he would have got 13%. <laughs> Seven percent, fifty-two hundred fans. And when he was asked the question, which we review in detail, why seven percent? A reporter actually asked a follow-up question long distance because the reporters are so in the tank for Cooper that they refuse to ask Cooper. We demand to be able to ask the questions in person, wearing our mask, of course, but he can't do that long distance. And our 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 media goes, "Thank you very much, sir." <laughs> Can I have another? (laughs) I think this is what you mean right here. Well, thank you, Governor. I'm so appreciative of your steadfast leadership and your commitment to science and data-driven decision-making. That that might as well be our media. 7%, yes, sir. And why 7%? Well, because the volume number doesn't go up to 8%. Because 7% is the guiding star. And our media go, thank you very much, Governor, for your public service. And then the media's in the tank for Joe Biden. It's pretty obvious. Joe Biden's coming to Charlotte today, and we still don't know where. Well, or do we? Or do some media? I bet McClatchy newspaper knows where Joe Biden's going to be. Here's what we know. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, September 23rd, Joe Biden will travel to Charlotte. In the afternoon, Vice President Biden will attend a Biden for President Black Economic Summit Oh, let's unite the country. <laughs> Black Economic Summit. That's the latest official guidance. Black Economic Summit. Not African American, not Hispanic, not Latino, not LGBTQ, not gender identity, not gender expression summit. A black summit. Does this mean we all have to wear black to go to this summit? And I'm going to unite the country. <laughs> and the media just goes, okay, okay, that's no problem. I'll bet you WFAE knows where the thing is. I'll bet you McClatchy newspaper knows where. They're in the tank. And then the senatorial debate uh-huh. last night, talking uh-huh. about the media. You know, overall... Uh, they did a pretty good job at asking questions until they asked, 
Have you ever smoked marijuana? <laughs> Here it is. We're going to ask this question. Mr. Tillis, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes. When I was a kid, I was growing up in a trailer park. Mr. Cunningham, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes, I have when I was a young person. <laughs> I would have loved for one of them to say, uh, no, but I did heroin. <laughs> I, I, with needles. And then I did a little cocaine. and I Now he's doing horse. It's June. I did shotgun beers while playing golf just yesterday. Does that count? Do I get a check for this? And then I would have turned right around on that reporter and said, and I was with you. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to be talking about that question and much more regarding the Senate debate. Line by line? But they keep, the, the media keeps a straight face on all three of those issues. Have you ever smoked marijuana with a straight face? And it would have been interesting if one of them come back and said, have you? And what about other drugs? <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Like yesterday, <laughs> when I was young, five years old, I did it. If I had five. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 7% of what I am now. <laughs> I did a 7% of marijuana. Not, a, not eight, by the way, seven. Seven percent. And the media keeps such a straight face. They're keeping a straight face on that kind of question. They're keeping a straight face when they allow Governor Cooper to not answer the question, why seven percent? He does answer it. No, he, he responds to the question. And we'll have that response line by line coming up. On the Pat and, uh, did show. you know Cal Cunningham served in the military? I uh, I think we heard it like 30 times yeah. during a one-hour debate. Mm-hmm. Every 30 seconds, his advisor said, hey, remind the audience that you served in the military. I, I remember that theme in another campaign. I think it was called McCready. Yeah. <laughs> the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Number one from 8 to 10. Thank you, Charlotte. He's a real nowhere man. Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to remind me of that, didn't you, Bo Thompson? We have a governor who is brilliant at saying nothing. Or as Pink Floyd once say, his lips move and I cannot hear a word that he says. And the media goes, thank you, sir. Can I have another? (laughs) Uh, So uh, the governor made a major press announcement yesterday. Here is or here Mm -hmm. it was. I might have to do a line by line. I may interrupt you. Here, This was yesterday Mm -hmm. in Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Or I think so. There, TJ. Mm -hmm. Try that again. Mm -hmm. You're up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Well, I'll tell you what he said. <laughs> he said uh, 7% capacity. Now 7% capacity. <laughs> I apologize. We're having some problems here with the technical aspect of this. So as soon as I can get that audio for you, I will. But apparently it's not going to play for me right now. capacity, and that, for the Carolina Panthers, equates to 5,200 people in Bank of America Stadium. Is this what science and data says? It's what it said yesterday. It said that yesterday. If we continue the improvement that we've made between now and Sunday, we're going to allow 7% capacity at the uh, Panther game. Why not 10%? Why not 20%? Why not 7.5%? These are the same numbers that come out of his... I can't say that. I figured out the problem. Here he is. At the end of next week, At the, the end current of next executive week. order is set to expire on oh, October no. 2nd. Oh, no. It's going to expire. Today we are announcing that because of our continued stability... <laughs> We plan to take another step toward phase three Uh in the coming days Mm -hmm. if our progress holds. If only if our progress holds. Larger outdoor event venues Mm -hmm. will be able to open at 7% capacity. 7%. Double O seven. October the 2nd. 
We share this news today so those outdoor venues with seating capacity of more than 10,000 can begin preparations that are key to safely reopening their doors to have a limited amount of socially distanced fans. Stop. That are key. (laughs) He has these words that are key to ensuring distance from other fans. 7% is the number because Mandy Moore... says that's what data and science shows and and this is what they're looking at the data and science behind closed doors i'd say hang in there we're going to keep watching our numbers and it just so happens before the weekend football games and it just so happens to be right after i got a donation from some top people who want to bring their families to watch their kids play football at carolina we'll continue analyzing our data and oh good as we determine how to move Stop. safely in Stop other areas. Stop it. <laughs> Analyze data indicators. And he's never shared to us what those data indicators are. And the media is going, thank you very much, sir. Can I have another? Now, when we come back, he was asked to clarify why 7%. <laughs> and did he answer the question? Well, he, he had a response, and so did Mandy Cohen. So we'll see what you think of that response. Oh, I can't wait. He's a real nowhere man. Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody 7% Any event with over 10,000 people outside The data apparently shows Data which we have yet to see shows that As of this weekend, if the data continues to improve Between now and this weekend Next weekend Next week Yeah He will allow 7%, the governor, the dictator, will allow 7% fans in a football stadium. Right. And so... He didn't mention, say it's less than 10,000 people, like say for a church service. Did he bring that up? Or is that limited to now still 50 people, regardless of the size of the... Area. The Q&A portion of the press conference yesterday, questions via, via phone... Which were limited and self-selected and no follow-up. So here, one of the reporters asked, so how do you arrive at that 7% number? And both the governor Mm -hmm. and Mandy Cohen had a response. So on the outdoor events, we wanted to make sure that we were talking about large outdoor arenas where there would be plenty of space for social distancing and looking at sizes of stadiums across the state, uh, the 10,000 number was determined to be a good number. What? Uh, he- the 7% capacity leaves plenty of room for social distancing. But what? not just that. We think it's. Really the question was why 7%? To have separate entrances, to not have places where people can congregate to make sure that only families or people who live in the same household sit together <laughs> and that there is significant he's, he's social just, distancing. His lips move. And I know that uh, the <laughs> Department of Health and Human Services has had numerous conversations mm. with colleges, with professional sports mm-hmm. teams, and others who would be... Were these fundraising to calls? doors <laughs> ...to have 7%, 7%. capacity of fans in, mm-hmm. in the coming weeks. Uh, we do believe that outdoor <laughs> events are safer than, than indoor events, and therefore that's why we're That's why we're doing 7%. As to any of the outdoor events... Is he still going? Held, ...and whether there's anything specifically with those... Sure, it's a job interview, interview I once had where I knew I wasn't qualified. State. Obviously, we've held mass gatherings to be at a low level, so we haven't been seeing those large gatherings, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. I think that has been protective for our state. We are seeing our our level of virus spread be lower. Um, We still have a lot of work to do. 
I would say when I look across our state, the particular parts of our state that we are looking at and paying attention state. to are the northeast parts of, mm-hmm. of North Carolina, as well as now the Sand Hills region and a couple of the counties on the South Ooh. Carolina border. And what we're noticing is that it, it isn't necessarily any one thing that is driving um, the in, infections. Sometimes it can be related the, to a Is this still the same question? Family yes. Why 7%? Or, percent? Um, yes. Spread within the, your own household. They're um, filibustering. So it's really important for us all to remember about wearing masks when you're with anyone who is outside of your family unit. I mean, you 7% of your family it. unit. Um, <laughs> even if it's your extended family, even it's when you're when you're at um, when you're at church, we want to make sure that folks oh. are wearing a mask and saying social distancing in all of those settings. And the reporter didn't ask the follow-up question. You didn't answer the... <laughs> no, I think you'd say, you'd say it a little more forcefully. I, I would say, excuse me, Mr. Governor, Governor and Mandy Moore. Cohen. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> That's how you would prefer it be asked. But you realize they can't ask follow-ups unless they're called upon. From now on, this is my direct order during the Pat McCrory show to our sports department and our news department. Whenever you mention 7%, the governor now opens 7% of football stadium capacity, you have to do the next sentence. He gave no reason why it's 7% and not say 10%. Because that's what any other Republican would get. If they dare just throw out a number of 7%, just like they threw out no more than 10 feet or 6 feet or 50 people or 25 people, indoors, outdoors, they're making it up. And our news departments across North Carolina and our sports departments with throughout North Carolina are going, yes, sir, can we have another? They are in the Thank tank. You, I'm so appreciative of your steadfast leadership <laughs> and your commitment to science and data-driven decision-making. What are you deep in thought over there? I just, <laughs> I just, I'm so envious that I couldn't get away you're, with such things. I, I, I'm saying it's pure envy. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I've, I'm admitting to it. I would have I would have loved to have been able to say things like this as governor of North Carolina or even mayor of Charlotte. Uh, the reason I'm doing seven percent is because it's a good number, not eight <laughs> percent. It reminds me of the uh, rock documentary where the guys turn up the volume, where he goes, he has a number to eleven. Spinal now. tap. Spinal tap. Yeah. Why eleven? <laughs> well, because it's louder at eleven. <laughs> All right. I mean, but why 11? Well, because it's 11. (laughs) I mean, this this could be spinal tap in politics. We haven't even gotten to Tillis Cunningham yet. We need to do that coming up after the break because there's audio to get to there. And we may have a new segment of the Pat McCrory Show called Have You Ever? <laughs> Since the reporter from W, what what station did this? WCCB? WNCN, uh, I think. WNCN? No, yeah. was it NCN did the debate? Last night? Yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Last Locally night, here in Charlotte. It was carried on Fox 46. Oh, but Fox was, 46. But, but they did not do the debate there at Fox and, 46. And the reporter said, have you ever smoked marijuana? Mr. Tillis, have you ever tried marijuana? So yes, we're, we're going to do a no segment on the Pat McCrory show. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever? Questions that the reporter didn't ask. And by the way, didn't answer herself. Pam Warner says, have you ever gotten to traffic on time? No, and we won't. (laughs) Never have you ever. The Pat McRory Show with Bo Thompson. Number one from 8 to 10. Thank you, Charlotte. Seven in front of nine o'clock here on WBT. Pat McRory Show. Bo Thompson alongside, and uh, boy, it's a line-by-line Wednesday because there's a lot to react to. And now uh, the second U.S. Senate debate last night. This is Tillis versus Cunningham. 
And we'll get to some of the audio here. Senator Tillis, you've seen President's, uh, President Trump's list of nominees. You've already mentioned that. Will you encourage him to nominate the North Carolinian on the list, Duke Law School graduate Allison Rushing? You have 30 seconds. Allison Rushing would be a great candidate. There are a number of others on the list that I, I would fully support because I've seen their records. They've gone through the committee, and, um, and I have confidence in them. And again, we know what we're getting with President Trump, and we know what we're getting with these nominees. But Cal continues to duck the question about whether or not Joe Biden should put forth nominees. Let us see who those justices are going to be. They're going to be from the far left, radical, uh, activist ilk of judiciary, and I think it would be wrong for this country. So, Mr. Cunningham, should Joe Biden release his list of nominees? Well, so look, this is just an effort to inject further partisanship into something that should be thoughtfully handled. We, that's why the American people should weigh in. That's why elections have consequences. That's why the choice between me and Senator Tillis has an importance to the people of North Carolina. The U.S. Senator, a U.S. Senator, has a very important constitutional duty of advising consent. Rather than write a blank check to the President of the United States, as Senator Tillis has, we should thoughtfully consider the nominee that comes to the United States Senate in the next Congress. So, um... I actually thought the debate was pretty good. Uh, the format was very succinct questions with very little editorial uh, content within the question, which I want to commend the debate um, organizers with. They also gave very little time, 60 seconds, to respond to very complex questions, but at least they demanded that they answer the questions. Because what we have found out in these debates, and I know the game because I've played the game, if you give more than 60 seconds, they're going to just start using that remaining time not to get into the complexities of the issue, but they're going to go use it to attack their opponent. And both did that even with the 60 seconds. There they was referred one- to each other a lot in answering their questions. I, I, thought, um, I thought Tom Tillis did an outstanding job. The, the, the academic people called it a draw, which if the academic people call it a draw, that probably means Tillis won. Because the academic people tend to lean pretty far left. There was a strategy last night. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you in a a debate, but I thought it was interesting because they asked each other, each candidate to ask a question of the other candidate. you see that part? Yeah, that's been done uh, with me on one occasion, but not on any TV debate. Did you know that was coming? In other words, did they say you're going to ask him something and he's going to ask you something, or was that coming out of the blue? I had it in a Beverly Purdue debate, and I, I... it was in front of a very liberal crowd, and I just yeah. said, uh, so, Beverly, why do you want to be go- governor? Why do you think you deserve re-election? I, I didn't want to play the game. Right. <laughs> and it was stupid of me at the time because I should have just nailed her. But, I, I see, I'm of the attitude. I hate the game of set-up questions, because, but I didn't take advantage of it at the time in 08. So what did we learn? Well, we learned, first of all, no one in either party wants to do anything about the deficit. We learned military bases that uh, Cunningham wants to rename all the military bases due to a federal order. Uh, Tillis basically said, leave it up to each military base. Have the conversation. Have the conversation. Uh, and, and Fort Bragg was the one that, uh, that they mentioned specifically. Tillis very strongly supports voting on the nominee. Uh, Cunningham kind of went, we ought to wait. He didn't really get into why, and he refused to answer the question about Biden's list. Who would he accept? He just avoided that answer. In fact, he avoided the name Biden an awful lot. And I'm surprised that you didn't hear Cunningham attack Trump. I was very surprised you didn't have Cunningham go after Trump, which shows me that he needs some of the Trump voters to vote for him. Very similar to what happened. Roy Cooper got some of the Trump voters to vote for him over me. And, and Cooper did the same thing. Cooper never went after Trump against me. And Cunningham's doing the same thing. Uh, Cal Cunningham flipped on taking a shot. In their last debate, he said he wouldn't take a shot. In this debate, he said he would take a shot. The vaccine. Meaning. The vaccine. Uh, Cal Cunningham reminded us probably 30 times in an hour debate that he did serve in the military. He didn't mention the Bronze Star, probably because he knows he didn't get the Bronze Star due to valor. And a lot of military people don't like to hear about people getting a Bronze Star because you're a lawyer. Cal Cunningham didn't mention the term Black Lives Matter one time. That means it's not polling well anymore. 
and he's trying to be more moderate than he was in the Democratic primary. Oh, uh, Cal Cunningham must have surveyed this word, partisanship. He must have mentioned the word partisanship as much as he mentioned his military record. So he knows that polls well if you say, I put country ahead of my party. That is something that McCready and Cooper, that's a Democratic talking point. I put put country over my party, and they mentioned partisanship a lot. No matter what the question was, that's a partisan answer. Tested higher than 7%? 7%. Hour <laughs> number two of the Pat McCrory Show. More on this and many more things on WBT is next. Hi, Governor and Bo. Your show is the highlight of my day. Thank you so much for all that you do. You know how cute I always thought you were. I, they're, they're, is, is there a book and page number you can reference me to, please? I don't have a copy of the report in front of me. Time to play the game! The majesty of this place, what it represents. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. The history made here, it is an overwhelming experience. <laughs> well said. This is sort of like a schizophrenic rodeo. Yes, I hear you. Four years as NC Governor. Governor Bo, thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. Great to be on WBT, the big legacy station. Oh, man. Behind-the-scenes conversations. We served together when I was governor of Indiana, and uh, he did a great job. Pat McCrory. WBT presents. Uh, I, honest, uh, Bo, I don't, I don't know how good he is on radio. You'll have to tell him <laughs> that I said that. The Pat McCrory Show. I'll do even better. Than- <laughs> With Bo Thompson. I'll do even better than that. I will, I will replay that line for him when we get on. Hey, McCrory! God. He's giving him hell, buddy! <laughs> Welcome to our number two. Where we are, where if you're listening outside, yeah. <laughs> we have a 7% rule today. I was, I was waiting for that. We That's have it. a 7% rule, so if more than 7% of you are listening while standing outside... Step inside real quick or get under some, uh, I don't know, how do you escape this? I mean, if it's an outdoor event and there's over 77% listening to our show, because right now our radio audience is a heck of a lot more than 7%. <laughs> Let's hope. So we could be breaking the law in the state of North Carolina. And if you're listening indoors, lock the door so the police won't break it down and <laughs> arrest you for breaking the laws that are based upon science and data in the state of North Carolina. 7% rule in effect today with the Pat McCrory Show. With the Pat McCrory Show. With the Pat McCrory Show, because I'm a person who follows the law, and I follow data and science. And it sounded like a good number. It sounded like a good number. <laughs> you might. Do you want to ask me why 7%? Yes, why 7%? Well, 7% because um, it's not 8%. <laughs> Nor 6%. It's 7% for a reason. Because we know 7% we can all keep a safe distance. Because the science and data shows us a safe distance. And 7% is that safe distance. Now, you might ask me, why not 8%? Why not 8%? Because it's 7%. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that line from from Superman where he says, Son, I know you're here for a reason. And then he says... I don't know whose reason. (laughs) We have some other headlines. And by the way, this one was breaking literally seconds after we got off the air yesterday. And that is Mitt Romney announcing that he will not stand in the way of the vote happening for the uh, Supreme Court justice. The real tough tough thing will be actually the one that worries me is Arizona. The Arizona election for senators is a special election. That's right. Which I think once that election's held, they fill that seat immediately. So I don't know. That's why this thing has to be done before the election if one more person bails out. Uh, yeah. And, and, and right now the the senator, the incumbent senator of uh, Arizona is behind in the polls. And Mark Kelly and, and Martha McSally is the race you're talking mm-hmm, about there. Mm-hmm. Martha McSally, who's... A veteran, by mm-hmm. the way. She doesn't talk about it as much as some other veterans who are running for office. But if she loses, uh, that means – who's the other guy? McSally? Uh, no, Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly. Yeah. Would come into office immediately yeah. after the election, yeah. not wait until January 1. So there's that. There's uh, We mentioned Biden. I mean, we mentioned uh, Romney. Now, Joe Biden's in Charlotte today for a campaign oh. event. In fact, it's right here. 
Joe Biden for president to host Native American small business owner training and roundtable. Now, earlier we said it was for... I, I don't, thought it was for black well, ownership. No, that's the, and, and it may be that there are two things. Oh, there are two things. I, 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 you know, I was half joking the other day. Is there going to be one for Latinos or, or uh, African Americans or LGBTQ? And apparently now there is one, thank God, for... Native American small business owners. Well, the intel that we've gotten has been very vague. Mm -hmm. And as we said earlier in the show, we have information that says he will attend a Biden for President Black Economic Summit today. What I don't know is whether or not what you're talking about is the same thing as what I'm talking about, or whether they're two different uh, stops. So in one room, they'll have Black Economic Summit. In another room, it'll be a, a Native American. By the way, if you're Asian American, you will not be allowed in. I just want to let you know that. You have to be Native American. Do you hear me? Native American. Asian American doesn't count. So if you're from India or Pakistan or Iran, Iraq, you can't get in. You have to be Native American. Now, I don't know if that includes Cherokee and Lumbee because Lumbee is not an official federal designated Native American tribe. But you can try to get in if you're Lumbee. But you could be turned down at the door. Catawba Indians can get in. What if you're 7% Lumbee? Hmm. Mm. I have to check with Roy Cooper That's or Mandy Moore. Going. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So we don't know if there are two roundtables, and they have not told the media here at WBT where these where these uh, roundtables will be. At the roundtable, though, uh, this discussion and training will allow Native small business owners the opportunity to connect and learn about Joe Biden's plan for small business. Or you could just go to Joe Biden's website and read nothing. <laughs> and buy T-shirts and cups, because that's what he usually does during debates, is I would tell you my detailed plans for my small ownership expansion program, but it's I don't have time. It's on my website at www.joebiden.com. Yeah, I was about to say, it's usually two W's, not three. <laughs> and uh, you can also buy T-shirts and cups, and you might be able to buy a Kamala Harris T-shirt saying, I'm that little girl. <laughs> So uh, we don't know where Joe Biden's going. And the media, of course, is going, that's okay. We're honored that you're coming to Charlotte. <laughs> we'll stand here and wait all day. And apparently the president's coming. The president is coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. Now, this is not a campaign visit. This is a, a White House function, mm -hmm. and he's going to yeah. be talking about health care. Will we know where he's speaking? Uh, we will. I'm, is that only going to be limited to well, the Native American health care or black health care or Latino health care or women's health care or Caucasian men from Davidson College? I think we figured <laughs> out. care. I think we figured out the formula, though. We're united as a country. It's obvious. The Biden campaign gives you 7% of the information. I don't think they give any. <laughs> they're not telling us where it is. Do they tell us the time? I don't know the time or the location. I've not been sent that oh, or no, seen that. Oh, no, 3.30 for the Native American small business owners. I want to repeat. But where? However, if you are a Asian Indian. So you've got 3.30, but where? Doesn't say. Okay. Nine. But we do know it starts at 3.30. So you just... At <laughs> 3.30, <laughs> some of the media will be there. Doesn't matter where. Here is... As long as I'm here. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Number one from 8 to 10. Thank you, Charlotte. Nine twenty-five on WBT. Back at it on the Pat McCrory Show. Don't forget the big finish. 704-374-3800. And at the big finish, we're going to want you to ask answer the following question. <laughs> this one right here. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever? Because during the uh, debate last night, yeah. uh, the reporter asked the two candidates the following. We're going to ask this question. Mr. Tillis, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes. When I was a kid, I was growing up in a trailer park. Mr. Cunningham, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes, I have when I was a young person. 
when I was when I was when a young, I was a young person, a young lad. When I was a young lad, <laughs> when I was forty years old versus forty-two years old, when I was young. So uh, Bo and I started thinking during the break. Uh, we're going to do a challenge. We've never done this before, but it may become a new segment. And the new segment will be called, Have You Ever? And this is my turn to say, this may be my last show. <laughs> this could be your last show. The program uh, manager is at the window right now Go, don't do it. Do we need some music for this, maybe? Hi, Brad. <laughs> you know how cute I always thought you were. Which gets me to the first question. Yes. Yeah, Bo Thompson. Have you ever replayed the diving board scene of Fast Times at Ridgemont High over and over again? You mean like pausing the the VHS? Oh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever replayed the diving board scene at Fast Times at Ridgemont High? (laughs) Let's see. uh, Have you... (laughs) You lived in a trailer park. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever spent more than $50 on a pair of underwear? When I was very young. (laughs) All right, your turn. Bo, being the Boy Scout that you uh, are, have you ever accidentally copied the answers off someone else's test at the desk next to you? (laughs) Pat McCrory, have you ever challenged an animal to a fight? I, when I was growing up in a trailer park. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bo Thompson, have you ever pulled the mattress tag off the mattress that you owned? When I was a much younger lad. <laughs> <laughs> Pat McCrory, have you ever peed in a pool? <laughs> Does Lake Jimmy count? <laughs> yeah, last weekend. <laughs> Bo Thompson. Have you ever had a poster of Aunt Becky (laughs) in your childhood bedroom? When I was a younger lad. (laughs) Let's see. uh, Have you... The program manager's at the door right now. Pat McCrory, have you ever used the five-second rule on a piece of food that fell on the floor? I never had a five-second rule (laughs) for a good piece of food. (laughs) Bo Thompson, have you ever accidentally released gas in a crowded elevator and then stared at someone else as though they must have done it? No, but I do know John Moore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got time for a couple more here. All right. Uh, Pat McCrory, have you ever woken up with bruises and not know how they got there? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, when I snore at night, and sometimes is hit me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old yes. stop snoring hit? <laughs> You've had that happen too, huh? Mm-hmm. Bo Thompson, while at Davidson College, did you ever drink a few too many beers and try to hit on your best friend's girlfriend? <laughs> uh, that would be... I don't remember. No. <laughs> Nine twenty-eight. That on is WBT. my current wife. <laughs> we have more of these. Maybe a few more. Yes. Go ahead. Well, no. I'm going to say if you have more, you should call. Yes. Call Seven. us. Have you ever? These are questions we can ask future political candidates during the debates. Seven zero four three seven four thirty eight hundred. Because we know we know what happened when you were a younger lad. When you were a younger lad. Or lassie. Nine twenty nine on WBT. Bo Thompson, have you ever jaywalked, <laughs> jaywalked. Mr. Boy Scout? <laughs> I've never jaywalked. You hit the one I've never done. I will not jaywalk. Back to the news center ahead of more of this on the uh, Pat McCrory shows show. The game that's being played. <laughs> we, this, that's only seven percent of what we have. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. She's the best friend's girl. 9.36. You know, I'm, uh, we kind of made a joke out of the question asked by the reporter of the two senatorial candidates. And the question was, out of the blue, have you ever smoked marijuana? And I have a real difficult time in deciding whether or not the candidate should ask that question or answer that question because are we on a slippery slope 
and this applies to all of us in a job interview, in a political interview, in a personal interview. How personal will you get in revealing what you have done in the past? And does that reflect on what you will do in the future? And I could argue it either way. But it is a slippery slope when a reporter asks, blindsiding the candidate, something about their past where it's a yes or no question with no context, no time period whatsoever. You know, this even goes back to the Clinton years. That's what I think most people thought you know, of when they asked If it that happened question. in the White House Oval Office, it's probably relevant. If it happened back during your college years, like during the Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. you know, when he was 17 years old at a high school party, really? But the reporter, and then the other question, if a reporter asks that question, is the reporter willing to answer that question themselves? And this young reporter asks them, have you smoked pot? And I'm going to come right back. Have you? And when was the last time? It's 10 seconds long, just for the interest of yeah. people just joining us. Here's yeah. what he's talking about. We're going to ask this question. Mr. Tillis, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes. When I was a kid, I was growing up in a trailer park. Mr. Cunningham, have you ever tried marijuana? Yes, I have when I was a young person. So the the question was, you know, a follow, we could have just kept going. How do you define young person? Was that last week or last year or in college or in high school? In the trailer park, what? Why? Why did that have any impact on you? And you know, and then I would have come right back to the reporter. When is the last time you spoke? In fact, are you high right now? I mean, if you were really want to be a smart aleck, because the reporters could, should put the same criteria on them, the fourth estate, as they do on candidates. But you know, if it's a slippery slope, what other questions would you like to know about the candidate? And again, I could argue these either way. Have you ever broken the law? And if so, what law? When did you do it? Were you caught? Were you convicted? Have you broken the law before and not getting caught outside of speeding? Have you ever tried other drugs besides marijuana? That could have been a follow-up. Have you ever tried cocaine? Have you ever tried crack cocaine? Have you ever tried heroin? Or what's the worst drug you've ever tried? Yeah. Have you ever gotten, have you ever gotten drunk? When was the last time you got drunk? That's an even more difficult. When was the last time you got drunk? Or what's the drunkest you've ever been? Have you ever committed adultery? When was the last time you committed adultery? (laughs) I knew you'd say that. I mean, I mean, where do you draw the line? Then do you get into the definition of the biblical adultery or real, you know, what people most likely define as adultery, the Jimmy Carter adultery? Have you ever lied? Have you ever lied to a constituent? Have you ever lied in a political debate? Have you ever hit someone, Bo Thompson? That's not rhetorical. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is I don't think I have. I tried to. I think I might have. I mean, my brothers when I was growing up, but nothing not uh, like an enemy. So you hit a relative. Domestic <laughs> violence. See, this this could be the headline. This is the danger. Yes, I hit my brother. But this makes me think also, as mm. you ask these questions, had they asked these questions last night, how much would we be talking about this debate this morning? I mean, people would people would have been glued to a debate with well, those questions. The biggest question that was got the media last night was, "Have you smoked marijuana?" Ten seconds, and by the way, I wonder if you had just eaten a brownie with marijuana in it, you would have gone, "No, I've never smoked." But does eating a brownie count? <laughs> <laughs> I we're kind of laughing about it, but I'm I'm being dead serious right now, and. I, I was always worried about this being a political candidate for city council, mayor. How much do I give up, which might impact how my parents thought of me or how much my wife thought of me or how much my nieces and nephews thought of me, or how much is it, frankly, no one's damn business? Have you ever made a racist comment before or cracked a racist joke which would be perceived as racist or sexist? Have you ever made a sexist comment before? Something else I think about as you ask these questions, it's one thing to I mean, ask those you, yeah, it's one thing to ask line? those questions. It's another thing to not tell the debate participants that they're going to be asked those questions. 
And again, they're yes and no questions, and there are no context. What the uh, uh, you know, Andy Griffith. I'm one of my favorite Andy Griffith shows was about lying. Well, sheriff, have you ever told a lie? Well, you know, Opie lie. You know, I <laughs> told Opie a few exaggerations it's so like he wouldn't do anything. I hit my brothers. I tried to hit David Benner. Brenner was his name in ninth grade. We got in a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's the follow-up question. But I missed him. Have you have you ever hit anybody? <laughs> have you ever tried to and missed? <laughs> have you ever had violent thoughts? Have, I mean, this. think about all the deep thoughts, as you as a listener are thinking about, that you've thought about doing. And if you were asked that on live TV... And if a reporter does ask a candidate that question, is the reporter willing to answer that question themselves? Do you think they were told that they were going to be asked that question last night? I don't think they were. And the question, the follow-up was, the first question was, do you believe marijuana should be legalized? Right. The other question is, have you ever used marijuana? And, of course, the out was, I used it as a kid. Or I used it when I was young, was what Cunningham says. But he didn't define what young was. The question one, one was the last time you used marijuana? Might have been the more appropriate question. <laughs> or do you plan to use it in the future? That would be the more relevant. <laughs> Bo Thompson, that is, that is the more relevant question. If, if we do legalize marijuana, would you smoke it and... Would you smoke it before you go on the Senate floor to vote? All of these questions, we have all these people listening, and they can answer if they like at 704-374-3800. Or they can ask the question, which maybe we're not asking, but would you be willing to answer the same question? Or would you go into a debate knowing that you were going to get these type of questions but not know what the questions were ahead of time? I think that's the real question about marijuana. Will you smoke marijuana in the future as a U.S. Senator? If elected. David from Asheville has already responded. <laughs> I, I'm, I know is that not a relevant no, I, question? I know you're being serious, but... It, it's a slippery slope. Getting into someone, how much into someone's personal lives or even thought process should you ask someone running for city council or mayor or governor or... Well, Senator or president? You just hit on it because I was halfway <laughs> chuckling when I said that because I was thinking of, do you plan to use it in the future as as in when you're in office? But what you're saying is, do you plan to use it in the future in your spare time when you're, you know. Yeah, when, by when the way, if you believe in recreational marijuana, it should be legalized, which I think Cunningham said yes to that. Well, did, then do you plan to use it? And if so, how soon? And if so, at what time? How much time will you take off work the next day mm -hmm. or the next two days if you plan to use it? Because marijuana stays in your system a long time. Every question generates... And another question, would you want your kids to use marijuana? Another question. You know what my response is? It, hmm. I mean, if this was you... Would you answer these questions in a job interview? Because that's what it was last night, was a job interview, and the reporter had no problem asking the question. And she did no follow-up. I think it was a set-up question to get publicity. And well, she should have commentated by saying, you know, I smoked, mar I smoked some pot last week. It was an hour-long debate. Ten seconds of it, that's the part that's gone viral. That's the part that's gone viral. And that is the world, the age we and live was in. was it right to ask? And was it the right question to ask about marijuana? Maybe the question should be, would you would you smoke it if it became legal? And again, I come back to that other question. Did they know that question was coming? 945 on WBT. We'll talk to you or hear from you coming up. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Number one from 8 to 10. Thank you, Charlotte. Joy, we have something here for our special visitors. Would you like to have it? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sure. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No, why don't you take care of it? Joey, do you ever hang around the gymnasium? we better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while if you'd like. Could I? You've got questions, we got answers. Have you ever? <laughs> Wow. I just talked to my nephew, Patrick Sebastian, about the question about have you ever smoked marijuana? He says that was kind of a 90s question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I thought of, too. 
I did, but that I did was not, a fast times at Ridgemont High question. I did. I did not inhale. That's what I thought of. Mm. What do you, you think? Know, of? I, I'll be real quick. When I was when I was asked personal questions, I never knew whether to answer them or not because I kept going. If I answer this one, then how many will follow up, and when do they cross the line? When it's just none of your damn business. 704-374-3800. The time is now for you. Good morning, boys. Uh, yeah, Pat, regarding your question, have I ever? Yes. Uh, my name is Steve. <laughs> yes. Um, I smoked pot in 1973, mm-hmm. uh, 72, <laughs> and 2009. Can't remember. Uh, I cannot do it any longer because I eat everything in sight. And the second time I had six burritos, a six-pack of beer, half a pizza, Two burgers, and the guys I was with said, "Enough is enough. Uh, we got to get him out of here and get him back to the hotel." So uh, that's my story about. Um, Your sixty seconds uh, is up. That I was not ten seconds. A domestic beer. Have a good day, boys. Keep up the good work. Bye. That would have been a great answer. That would have been a great answer last night. You are qualified to be a U.S. senator. Okay, Mr. Pratt McCoy, how about this one? Have you ever secretly wished that you were actually Bo Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> how did that get through the screener? Never Hello, mind Dove. that. What's your answer? <laughs> Hello, Governor. You shouldn't be surprised that Bo has never jaywalked. Consider his age and how many reruns of the Andy Griffith show someone like that must have seen over the years. Most things go back to the Andy Griffith show. Remember where Barney was being rough on Gomer? <laughs> Gomer saw Barney, what, jaywalking or making a U-turn, started hollering, Sisson's rest, Sisson's rest. <laughs> Had a profound impact on young young Bo. All right. And he walked the straight and narrow ever since. <laughs> Boy Scout Bo Thompson. <laughs> Good morning, Pat and Bo. Um, regarding the question... Asking candidates if they've ever smoked marijuana, I don't think it's a good idea. It's a, it's a gateway question. Really, it could lead to, have you ever done cocaine? Have you ever done mm-hmm. meth? Have you ever done um, heroin? So I think it should that you really shouldn't ask that question at all. Where's the stop? Hey there, fellas. Oh, I smoke weed. <laughs> I, it helped me uh, eat, and it helped me uh, laugh. I laugh at everything, and I'm still laughing today. <laughs> I don't think you ever stopped. Your answer would be, I never stopped smoking marijuana. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's not about uh, have you ever in the past or in the future. It's what are you and doing right way, now? And by the way, we kind of laugh about marijuana, but recent studies have show if you're under 25 and you smoke, it caused long-term harm to your brain. Yeah. Boy, we, we had a lot we didn't get to. We might have to do Pat McCrory overtime. <laughs> oh, really? Does, does Vince know about this? <laughs> We got a ton of calls. We did. We should have. We should have done two segments for the yeah. second time in the history of the show. The good news is, there's a show tomorrow. We're number one for a reason. <laughs> Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise: The Legal Drama, where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.